Welcome to the Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales podcast. Join us for turkey and deer hunting tips, information, and stories. And now your host, Todd Hogan. All right. Hey, welcome to Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales. We took the summer off. Uh, we had a busy summer. Let's see. Let's recap. Uh, Brian got married. Uh, Nathan bought a uh, trailer big enough to house pretty much Massachusetts, and Ronnie's got like 14 kids playing baseball. So is that pretty much covered? That's about it. That did it. So it is, what is today? September 2nd. Uh, we're all here in Missouri, but, um, you know, there's some seasons already opening up. What are you guys, uh, what are you guys seeing around home and um what did you do all summer to get prepared for this? Well, I've been seeing a lot of big bucks. More big bucks this year than I have probably ever. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't know how to take it yet. I'm, I usually never get too excited over uh, bucks this time of the year just because they seem to disappear uh, come rut. But um, so far, these bucks are sticking around. A couple of them were there all year last year. So I'm hoping they do the same thing this year. Uh, Ronnie, hear that, my my dogs are barking and Ronnie's at baseball practice. So uh, Ronnie did show me some pictures, and I'm telling you, Ronnie's got some studs on on camera this year. Has anybody uh, got pictures recently? Has any of them shed in velvet yet? No, I've got one small buck that shed velvet. Other than that, I'm still holding. Nathan, um, actually, I believe I got a couple small bucks that are hard horned. And actually, I saw a couple uh, this morning where I shoot my bow before work. Uh, a couple of those are hard horned. Um, and I believe that I can see uh, I've been watching this bigger one on in binoculars. It looks like he's starting to uh, lose a little bit of his on his tips. Okay. Um, Brian, I know you don't because you've got uh, you don't put them in, but um Nathan and Ronnie, what are your food plots looking like? Uh, great now that the rain's got to them. Um, I, I planted uh, some early season stuff, and it came in good. But uh, all my fall stuff I just planted a couple weeks ago because we hadn't had the rain. So fortunately here the last few weeks we've gotten several good rains on them, and they're really starting to sprout good, especially with the mix of a uh, little bit of heat and sun we're getting with it. Yeah. Uh, about the same. I mean, again, we're in the same general area. Todd, you actually told me I've been I've been sweating it a little bit. I haven't even went out because it's been so mercilessly hot. Uh, but, you know, it, that's this time of year. But we finally have gotten a few good rains over the past few days. And uh, you sent me a picture the other day and said uh, mine are starting to pop out there. So uh, I'm pretty thankful for that. Uh, Going to go probably overseed with some wheat and rye here in the next week or two on a rain and uh, hopefully get them up and going pretty good. You guys, I'm hoping that the uh, real heat's gone. I don't know, we may get some 90 plus days, but I don't think we're going to see triple digits anymore. I sure hope not. It's uh, yeah. the end of August was awfully hot. And I know Nathan and I both had ours in the ground and we're just waiting on rain and it, it did not rain for better part of three weeks. Yeah, I got a, I mean, that day I went out and planted, I mean, it came and it wasn't as much as it called for. And then I think we got one slight shower in between there and it was 
two and almost two and a half weeks of, I mean, you're talking mid to upper nineties heat indexes of, you know, 105, 110. It, it was pretty rough for a while, but honestly, it might've come at the opportune time. I mean, it might've just got them down there and germinated. Now this uh, rain is, is uh, making them pop a little bit. So hopefully it'll be good. Beach, you've got a couple of farms you're hunting around home here. Uh, you got any good ones on camera yet? Uh, you yeah. want to say? <laughs> I don't really want to say, but uh, you, you know me, Todd. I don't like I don't like putting it out there because my area is so hunted. It's it's so much hunting pressure. It's crazy, but uh, yeah, I do got two that are uh, they they'll be on the wall. Yeah, I know how you are. You've, I've been hunting with you for 30 plus years, and a lot of times you'll be like, yeah, there's a good one in there I didn't tell you about. <laughs> well, yeah, you know how it is. I mean, Christ's sakes, you got to play it. You, you got to take advantage of uh, what you can around, you know, JC here, because everybody knows about them. That's true. Um. Nathan and I share pictures back and forth because we hunt one of the same farms together. But, um, Ronnie, you said you had some good ones on camera. Yeah, this is uh, so far this year is probably the the best year yet of of big bucks, and really and bucks in general. I mean, I, I've got I've got a couple of different bachelor groups that are like five, six, seven bucks together. Um, but I've got. I've got probably four different bucks that it's going to be a not even a thought of of sending one that way. Good deal. So, so and I've I've got two in Illinois that are slammers. Um, one of which was there all year last year. I just never heard, and I didn't get to hunt Illinois last year. So I'm hoping he's kind of a home a homebody because he's an old deer. So I'm hoping the circle is pretty small. And if that's the case, if he's still hanging out there, then maybe I'll get a whack at him before they start uh, cutting crops out. There you go. Brian, we got to get some cameras up in Illinois. We don't have any idea what's going on over there. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> We've been doing it 20 plus years. We, we know what's there. Yeah. Well, I know there's one that you were chasing late last year that, uh, as far as we know, is still kicking. So, and he'll be. Couldn't you imagine? Can you imagine what he's going to be this year? He was 175 to 180 last year. I can't imagine. Yeah. And I don't – I never heard anybody say anything about anybody killing a giant over there. So. No. I don't think anybody got him. And, like I said, my uh, – out of uh, – what do we got, Todd? Almost 2,000 acres. Uh, my little range is going to be within 50 acres of what I hunt this year over there. Well, that's probably because your old bones can't take you any farther than that. Well, you're you're exactly right. <laughs> and I tell you, I I tell you what, Rodney. Whenever I call you and tell you to drive two hours, drag a deer for me. You better be there. <laughs> no, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done dragging your deer. Your deer always run off the biggest hill they can find. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> two years ago, I'm the nastiest. <laughs> two years ago i'm trying to recover from hip surgery and brian shoots his buck and it runs off in the biggest hole we can find and he's like you're gonna help me get it out and i'm like i can't even walk right now i'm not sure what you're asking 
I, I do own I do own the deer. We got it I though, did we? We did get it out. <laughs> so, all right, I got a question for you boys because uh, you know a lot of seasons are kicking off. I think Kentucky's already open. Maybe Wyoming. There's there's a few others here that open September first. Um, what what would be your plans for trying to get an early season buck down? I think two weeks from today, season opens right here in Missouri. Yep. yep. Jump in wherever you want to go. Well, I usually try to hunt um, their travel and water right now. It's kind of since we're all still friends and, you know, with with having cameras out, I try to get an idea of, of where they're bedding at. Um, when it's hot, I mean, they don't really travel too awfully far. So I try to get somewhere to where they're getting to or going to be going to is usually is usually my tactic. Water's a big one. If I can get close to that early when it's real hot like this. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, you know, I've never really um, hunted super hard uh, in, in the early season, but I, I know what typically I, I, I stick to the evenings, you know, and try to get to, you know, we have, there's some row crop out there where we hunt and, you know, I try to get into that and just, again, stay as minimally intrusive as I can uh, just because, where we hunt, I again with with pressure coming in. There's some there's some places as you know them deer can go and uh, hide out and not be seen for the rest of the season. So on our home farm, I, I've never got too aggressive during uh, the early season. You know, if I can glass from afar and kind of find out where they're coming out and chewing on that on beans or whatever, you know, I might try to sneak in you know, on an evening or something and, and do that. But other than that, I kind of wait because, you know, our farm's kind of liven up a little bit more once uh, we get a little bit closer to rut. So, yeah, once we get the row crops out of the bottom, they kind of move at us. Yeah. What about you, Beach? Because you hunt nonstop as long as the government will let you. <laughs> well, you know me. Uh, I respect what Nathan and Ronnie are doing, everything. But uh, I hunt in such high-pressured area immediately I'm going to the bedding area and uh, I'll be in there an hour before light and uh, all the all the ones coming off of everybody's food plots everything I'm going to find the bedding area and I'm going to jump in on them and uh, hopefully I can beat everybody else to them <laughs> you know that's my game I got to beat everybody else to them what um back to Nathan and Ronnie so Brian just kind of alluded to it, but would you guys hunt mornings or you just hunting evenings this time of year? Well, thankfully cell cameras have uh, kind of really changed the game. So most of my places, I know where they're at. Um, if they're moving anywhere close to daylight in the mornings, I'm usually going to step back, especially early season. Um, I like hunting mornings early because it's usually cooler but I tend to have better luck in the evenings early in the year um, just because bumping deer out in the mornings is quite a bit higher. I mean, like Brian was saying, if you get in there super early, there's a real good chance you're going to cut them off before they get there. Um, but the, the places I hunt, um, you really kind of got to go through a field or kind of where they're already at before you get to the bedding. So I typically will kind of hang out and wait on morning hunts. Um, evenings i've been successful to 
one Brian was kind of hinting at with helping me drag out was uh, September 26th. Brian, yeah, Brian, do you know anything about that day? About the 26th of September? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think my family will let me live that one down. (laughs) Your birthday, right? Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it was my birthday party. I left my birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good buddy right there. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, I will, we all get excited. I can't wait to get in the woods. Um, but I will try to keep myself held back a little bit. Um, that year that I, that I killed that big eight, Brian helped me drag out. Um, it was 92 degrees the day before. And the next day it was like 80 or 76 degrees was the high. So we, we went a huge temperature drop. Um, I couldn't hold it together anymore. I had to leave work early because, you know, work's important, but a cold front's more important. Um, but, uh, I got in the woods on the right time. I just, I just happened to catch, just happened to catch him walking through. So you think you guys think this time of year, cold fronts mean as much as they do in mid to late October and November. Just had it as a matter of fact, and I'm not kidding you today. And Todd, I just, I just sent you a picture today. I believe it was about quarter till one and uh, a nice, good, mature buck. Um, come walking through the middle of my food plot at almost one o'clock in the afternoon, I, my camera was going off all day today. It did not stop. And we just had a cold front move through 60 degree nights. It only got to, you know, mid eighties today. And I'm not kidding you from it, my camera's still going off. My phone is still sitting here going off and it has not stopped all day. Well, I like That's that. what mine's been the same way. It's uh, it kind of started last night a little bit and then, when I woke up this morning, I think I woke up to 72 notifications um, of pictures last night, and it continued till about 8.30 this morning. And then again this evening, around 7 o'clock, it started happening again. So I'm a firm believer in the cold fronts. We're probably looking at the last few days, over the last 36 hours, the highs have probably dropped, what, 14, 15 degrees? Today it was in oh, the yeah. 70s, right? Yeah. Well, I know this morning when I left work, it was 56 degrees. And, uh, that makes you, that makes you, that always feels good. That makes me think. Oh, it's good. yeah. What about you, Brian? You never miss a cold front. You never, from the 15th of September till the 15th of January, you don't miss an opening to go hunt no matter what's happening. No, yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I do, I don't want to miss it. And I can honestly tell you from, from years of going, the cold front. My favorite of all time is after a rainstorm. You know that, Todd. You've seen me in Illinois. I'll, be, I'll go out and pour down rain just to wait to the end of it. Uh, all of it takes a takes a toll. It's a any kind of temperature change. It will it will make deer get up, move. You know, feel the roads. And I can I can honestly tell everybody a cold front is is great getting them moving. But if you catch, and Todd, did, Todd can attest to this, because how many rainstorms did I go out afterwards and shoot deer when the deer are soaking wet and they go out to an open field to catch the wind to dry off? Bunch, your biggest. Yeah. I mean, it is that, that right there, I, w- I will never miss that. 
I'm, I'm by far not the best hunter in the world, but I can tell you this much. You, after the rain, them deer, they do not want to sit and lay being cold and wet. They will get up and move. What about, um, you guys have been in the woods a little bit. I've been out. I'm eating up with chiggers right now, but uh, hard mass, are you keen on anything like that yet? Or are you still sitting, you guys sitting field edges? I know Brian goes straight to the bedroom, but what about Ronnie and Nathan? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I right now, especially this early season, I, I'm not trying to get too um, – because, again, and as you know, we don't have early season, you know, the first part of bow season, our pressure really comes in out there where we're at come gun season. Um, so we, we can kind of – but and I will say this, though. I mean, it, it's – I can notice, too. I mean, there are windows from my cameras and everything else where, you know – again, on a cold front or on a rain day, like what Brian was talking about. And just like today, I mean, that buck come through there at home, not even one o'clock in the afternoon. And I, and the text you sent me back was that one will do. Cause I mean, he would, he's a, he's a good mature deer. I, I mean, he's not the biggest scoring thing, but it is a mature deer well out past his ears and he's got a big frame, but he, uh, oh, I, I mean, surprised. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, you're, you know, your windows are there. Yep. And I mean, you, you can get it done early season, but I, especially out there, if I went to some conservation area or something like that, I would probably be more inclined, um, you know, to do what Brian's doing, get right in the bedroom, but uh, we don't have to get quite that aggressive. And if we don't, I, I've noticed our, that, that little farm we hunt up top there seems to fill up pretty good if, uh, if the pressure is not there. So um I'm going to be on them field edges and not pushing in unless there's uh, some indication for camera or, you know, something I see tells me to do otherwise. I know Ronnie said you were hunting water. Um, have you seen any acorns around here? Anybody? Uh, no. I know our farm, our farm in Hillsborough is loaded. Is it? Oh yeah. We've got a, we've got a pile of acorns already starting. Um, so I know, I know where I'll be at around the 1st of October, but, um, I planted, I planted two big food plots on our farm this year. And, uh, I know I'll be walking right past them to, to get on a, on a nice big oak bottom. We got there, um, that I know they'll be hitting. Cause like I said, this year we're, uh, we've got, we got a bunch of the limbs are loaded up. I was checking yesterday when we were out there. I didn't see the white oaks aren't carrying any out where we hunt. What about you beach? Well, Todd, you, I mean, all you boys seen my yard. And I've got oak trees in my yard, and I, I keep an eye on them. I do, I do not have anything. Uh, my pin oaks just now started, like, getting little buds. But I, yeah. I really don't know what this is going to turn out to be. The white oak has zero on it right now. Hopefully, I, it'll change. I was going to say, I was out there yesterday, like I just said, and I was checking the white oaks because I know where several of them are. And I didn't, I was pulling branches down. I didn't see anything. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've got, I've got all the species in my yard here. And I looked at them and then uh, went over to my Festus property. And the only thing over there so far I've seen was a pin oaks. And like I said, I mean, you know, the big farm, Todd. Big farm. I walked it, and there was 
zero, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, Ronnie's fortunate. Yeah. Is anybody, you, guys stay, you, guys, you guys stay away from me then. Does anybody have <laughs> uh, persimmon trees on their farm and are they dropping yet? No. I don't have any persimmon I don't have any mature. I don't have any mature ones this year, but I did uh, the Department of Conservation had that thing earlier this year where they were uh, you could get I, I mean, I think we ended up getting like 20 of them and uh, I planted all of them on our farm this year and they're growing good, which, you know, we're years away from any kind of, you know, crop from them, but they're there and they're growing. So Nathan, that farm we hunt, they're right there by the pond, but I don't know. I haven't checked to see if they're dropping. Nah, it, I know those are, I mean, cause those aren't big mature trees. I mean, they're, they're big enough to produce fruit, but most of those over in that area on the backside of that pond are, they've, they've been notorious. I mean, we've been well into October and I've seen them things still holding on to really? theirs. So, and the same way over um, at, at our other place over there, um, there's a, there's a section down on that ridge top field and those seem to hold on um, for quite a long time. I, I've seen deer come out and be standing up on their hind legs, trying to get them first limbs hanging down to, to pull them off of there. But uh, yeah, they, they typically, for some reason, I don't know if it's because they're immature trees or what, but um, they just are really, uh, they tend to hold on to them for a little while. So they're not dropping yet. Hmm. I can, I, I can tell you and, uh, Nathan, you and Todd, I went jet out there and uh, the amount of deer that I seen down in the crop fields in the bottom I didn't kiss it. was highly impressive. So you guys, uh, I know I know that place. And as soon as uh, the pressure gets in the bottoms, you guys are going to be just flooded with deer. It's, it's notorious out there notoriously the same way every year usually about the 20th of september when the beans turn off or about the time they start getting the corn out stuff starts migrating up the hill uh i don't get too worried about it i don't have any shooters on camera yet now nathan's 500 yards away from me and he does so i can reach over and poach some of his but um i don't get too worried if i don't have anything by mid-october then i'm a little worried but it always shows up i don't get too excited well, they, they always do they always uh, do and we've I mean, talked about this I've before. I... Todd, we've talked about this before. I it, and it is so weird that that farm almost seems to split in half, and the way the river runs through there and everything else, it almost seems like the deer that you have on that stay on your side, especially during the summertime, seems to come from the north. And it seems like the deer where I'm at on the front side of the farm seems to come from the south and go to the south towards the ag down there because occasionally we'll get a buck that'll intermingle back between the two. But normally we've got two different sets of bucks on, except with the exception of, and I'm going to bring him up because he appeared last year with the exception of the old man. And I don't think I have to tell Todd or Brian this, that fella right there, if he does happen to show back up, um, is way far and above on the top of my hit list. I'll kiss your ass, Nathan, if you kill that buck. <laughs> there it is. It's out there it's on the internet. Life. 
Everybody, everybody just heard that. So I, I truly, I truly will because what what Todd and I have seen with that with that deer, I'm telling you, he he ran with beams, which was that was a legendary buck. He ran with beams for a long time, but uh, the old man, he's uh, I don't think he's killable. Honestly, that deer now. No, I don't know about that because uh, I, I know, and this might be a sore subject, but somebody should have had him killed last year. But yeah. at nine and a half or ten years old, ten and a half. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like a. He looked. I was watching those. Looked like a Brahma bull coming out of there. I was like, God bless. The best part I, was, I was Nathan stand. I would have been like, Oh, Nathan. <laughs> I when you called me, I knew it because the first thing out of my mouth when you call me, I'm like, did you kill him? <laughs> well, I killed one in Illinois last year and I just posted something on Facebook and it was just blood. And Nathan's reply was, God, please let that be the old man. <laughs> I want that deer to die at our hands, one of our hands so bad I can't hardly see straight. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh Brian's been helping me run cameras and set up stuff out there, and he's videotaped me several times and he's always uh, sitting there, he's like, oh, God, let it be. Well, for a long time, it was beams and the old man running together. He's like, let it be one of those two. Let it be one of those two. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, you guys got anything else? We'll be back on here. Like I said, we took the summer off. Uh, a lot of just busy. My fat ass played golf a bunch. Nathan, you went camping a bunch. Ronnie, I think you did a bunch of camping too, didn't you? Yep. Brian's just living the honeymoon life, right? Oh, loving it. Loving it. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Ronnie, how you feeling? I know you had an accident at work. Oh, good. No, did good. Uh, all healed up, ready to go. Um, tough to crack that melon, ain't it? It is tough. But, you know, the thing is, even though it, it pretty much scalped me, I just tell everybody that I had an engine come up behind me and try to scout me um, to make the story sound a lot cooler than what it was. But, uh it's all healed you up. Can't say that anymore. Oh, you oh, you can't say that. <laughs> uh, but no, um, we're all, it's all good. Fifteen staples later, and uh, you know, didn't even mess up. Didn't even mess up my part. So I was pretty yeah. happy with that. Yeah. Good deal, Brian. Uh, Brian's been battling. He, well, as long as about as long as I've known him, he's had a screwed up eye, and that's the bionic eye. He was worried he was going to have surgery, but I think we've managed to bypass that, right? Oh yeah, we're we we're bypass that. Whenever they're talking about that stuff and hunting season's coming up, I'm like, nah, we'll postpone that to next year. Yeah, we're na- we're not going to miss hunting season. That, yeah, that bi- that bionic eye has special powers. Brian, you want to share some of those special powers? No. Uh, you only know it, Ronnie. <laughs> the funny the part is he's got the screwed up eye and his eyesight is so much better than mine i can't tell you how many times he's like look at the size of that deer and i'm like i didn't even see a deer and then five minutes later it come busting through i was like god <laughs> he gets yeah. he's like it's right there i'm like there's nothing out there it's an open field stupid it's an open field <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, we're coming up on time, and I know you're all busy, but uh, we're all going to get back on here, and um, we're going to have a bunch of dead deer to show you this year. I think between the four of us, we've got a buttload of tags. So uh, Nathan's going to take his boy. Ronnie's got a half dozen kids he's going to take, and 
Yep. It'll be long until Brian's got a little uh, – going to have his granddaughter out there hunting. She's just turned a year old, so. Oh, yeah. Be She'll soon. be there. Anyway, you guys got anything you want to add here as far as uh, early season hunting, what you would throw in or you got any advice or we got about three minutes before we got to wrap it up. What Play I the wind. Play the wind. Yep. What else? What I would say is focus on your food source right now and where they're leaving the food source, which way they're going. That it, That's my biggest thing. When they leave the food source, which way do they go? Yeah, I would say if, if I could give a piece of advice, everybody, most everybody's got cameras nowadays. Uh, cast a wide web and then start narrowing it down as to where they're, what, where they're coming from and where they're going. Yeah. Don't lay your cameras. Don't, don't keep your cameras on, on the food source the entire time because it's, it's exciting. You'll get a ton of pictures, but you got to figure it out. Move them cameras in a hundred, hundred yard radius around your food source and figure out where they're coming from, what they're doing. I agree with that. And I, the only thing I'd add is, I, you know, right now I'm starting to get into, you know, we, um, Todd, you just got one too. I got my saddle. I'm, I'm moving from, you know, shooting at targets to doing some realistic shooting now, you know, we're a couple of weeks out and just make sure you're practicing what you're going to be doing out there in the field. Make sure when the time comes and that, and that big boy steps out in front of you, you're going to be able to execute and get it done because yeah. That is one miserable feeling to not execute the way you need to and practicing what you're going to be doing out there in the field is probably the biggest piece of advice I could give you right now. Yeah. Good point. Good, good point, Nathan, because yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, you're absolutely right. That's your, uh, that's the moment of truth right there. How's the time to do it. Brian's been preaching at me years to get more mobile. So this year I'm going to get extremely mobile. Well, and like I said, it, it helped too. And I told you, let me know when, when you go back there, boy, it's real easy, especially with them saddles, you know, on a setup we already got out there, just throw that platform and that, throw that tether around that tree, man. And, and I mean, you got your, it, it's, it makes the camera setup real easy. Yeah. I've been practicing in the backyard. Anyway, boys, I'm going to call this one before Zoom makes me quit. So, uh, I appreciate being on here tonight. We're going to do this several times this year if you guys are cool with that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we'll probably have one out maybe before season launches, but good luck to everybody whose seasons have opened and uh, good luck to everybody whose seasons are getting ready. Uh, shoot straight, boys. After them, boys. Good luck. All right. Take care. You too. for listening to the Bustin Beaks and Chasin Tales podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Bustin Beaks and Chasin Tales.